546-2909. 800-546-2909. Don't wait. Call now. 800-546-2909. Do you have to ride the bus or depend on someone else for a ride? This is KCAA Loma Linda, the station that leaves no listener behind. CNBC News is next, a courtesy of BuySellMakeOffer.com, where you can post a video about items you have for sale. Sign up now. It's free. Wall Street estimates last quarter for earnings, adding a lot more active monthly users. It also warned, though, that operational costs are on the rise. Whole Foods missed earnings forecast. It's blaming a drop in sales on bad publicity from overcharging customers at a New York City store last month. Snack maker Mondelez moving production of mini Chippehoys and cheese nips from Chicago to Mexico. About 600 people will lose their jobs. And pending home sales, those are deals that are agreed to but not yet finalized, dipping 2% lower in June, but that's coming off a nine-year high in May. Tom Busby, CNBC. Hey, Bob, how's business? Is the new website helping? Not good. I I can't figure out how to get the website finished. How did you do it? Easy. I called web.com. They built my website for free. Then they promoted it on all the search engines. Like Google, Yahoo, and Bing? Exactly. And web.com has helped grow my business so much, I had to bring on new staff. Hey, if web.com did it for you, they're perfect for me. Call now, 1-800-535-8815. That's 1-800-535-8815. Again, 1-800-535-8815. Have you had trouble with online dating? This is eHarmony founder, Dr. Neil Clark Warren. We've created a new solution, EH+. EH+, combines the personal attention of a matchmaker with eHarmony's extensive pool of great singles. EH+, gives you hand-selected matches and freedom from being online. Get started today. Call 855-930-LOVE. That's 855-930-LOVE. Consider this your invitation to sell. At buysellmakeoffer.com, you can sell as much as you want for the next 60 days without paying any fees whatsoever. Sound incredible? It is, and it's true. Buysellmakeoffer.com is the new exciting way to sell your stuff online. Make extra money right now. Sell your old car, furniture, video games, household items, clothes, even your home. Sell anything that's legal. Load up your stuff to sell right now at buysellmakeoffer.com. This is your official invitation to get on board to sell your stuff right now. Free for the next 60 days. And once you see how easy it is, you'll want to sign up for more because there are no item fees. That's right. Take this opportunity to move items from the other guys and sell it for free. You might even win a Samsung tablet, Amazon gift cards, and other cool prizes. Buy, sell, makeoffer.com is the future of online selling. You can use Skype to talk to your buyer or seller. Plus, you can use video to showcase your items. Buy, sell, makeoffer.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple of minutes past the hour. I'm Successful Brim with the latest in local news on KCAA 1050 AM. An accident occurred while highway workers were reconfiguring the crossover lanes in the Cajon Pass. Early yesterday afternoon when about four cars were rear-ended, it took some time to get a tow truck through and the snarl turned the 15 into a parking lot through the upper Cajon Pass. The wreck was reported at 110 along the southbound lanes near Highway 138. The good news? No injuries were reported. Inland business owners and other payers of state fees who suffered damage damage in the recent severe storms may be eligible for extensions in filing their tax returns. They may also get relief from paying penalties or interest on some taxes or fees, according to the State Board of Equalization. More information can be found at www.ftb.ca.gov or call 1-800-852-5711. In an afternoon slang drew homicide detectives to a residential neighborhood in the northwest Moreno Valley. Though investigators released virtually no details, deputies were summoned to an assault yesterday around 3.30 p.m. along Miners Trail and Cold Springs, south of Gateway Park, in the Sunny Mead Ranch area of Moreno Valley. As of last night, no information was available who was killed or the circumstances surrounding the incident. We'll keep you posted as the story develops. Inland Empire weather, partly cloudy, highs near the upper 90s, lows tonight about 68. Currently, it's 97 degrees in San Bernardino. That's the latest in local news. I'm Successful Brim on KCAA 1050 AM. This report is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Winston Churchill's words stirred up his country in the face of defeat. Today, they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment, pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com.
Do you like cars, racing, adventure and speed, motorsports of any kind? If it has speed, high performance, or burns octane, there's a brand new show for you. Do you have 1030 weight in your blood, or are you running on 104 performance octane? Then gear up for a brand new show on KCAA called Gotcha Racing. Tune in Saturdays at 4 p.m. with host Joe Britt for news, interviews, and all kinds of stuff you can use about racing and the automotive world. Whether it's learning how to put spark plugs in or spark up your supercharger, Joe's got the answer for you. Gotcha Racing. Find out how Joe built the Stallion GT1 exotic sports car or hear the area's best experts on automotive questions. It's Gotcha Racing right here where we put you in the driver's seat and it doesn't stop till you cross the finish line. Saturdays at 4 p.m. right here on KCAA. It's Gotcha Racing. Well, see you later. Come on, guys. Let's go. Hello, everyone. This is Nina MD, Fusion of Science and Beauty. Listen to my show every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to KCAA 1050, where I'm going to give you the latest, greatest on anti-aging. If you can't seem to stay ahead of your bills, then this message is for you. How would you like to have a large portion of your credit card debt, medical bills, and department store debt forgiven? National Credit Card Relief would like to give you free information on a proven debt forgiveness program. This program has been used by thousands to legally forgive millions in unsecured debt. It's not bankruptcy. It's not consolidation. This special program actually wipes clean the portion of your debt that is forgiven from what you owe your creditors. Call for free information and get all your questions answered in the first free call. The more you owe, the more you can save. If you have at least $10,000 or more in credit card bills, this debt forgiveness program can be very effective. Call for free information and find out more now. 800-546-2909. There is no cost or obligation for the information. Don't wait. Call 800-546-2909. That's 800-546-2909. Get your debt problem solved. Call 800-546-2909 today. This is KCAA. Calling all men. It's now time for your show with your coach. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's the show where men can be men. Now here's the gal who has your back, Linda Gross. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Host, with Linda Host, with Linda Gross. <laughs> um, uh, we have a great show, show uh, in store for you today. I have bourbon expert Michael Hack, who is here to join us. We're going to be uh, doing what's called a vertical tasting of bourbon, and he's here to give us a little bit of a history lesson um, and how to drink bourbon, how to buy bourbon, how to order bourbon bourbon in a restaurant, anything and everything that you would like to know, whether you're an abject newbie or you're the, the, the best connoisseur under the sun, I think you'll learn a little bit and hopefully be surprised and engaged and hopefully we can answer your questions and take your comments. We are most uh, looking forward to hearing from you. If you would like to call in, our call-in number is 888 909 1050. That's 888-909-1050. If you are unable to call in at this moment, uh, the best way to reach me as well is to go on my Facebook fan page. It's the same name as my show name, which is the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. And you can make a post uh, of your question or comment either on the wall or if you're shy, you can do a private message um, right to my fan book page. Uh, fan book page. Another reason to log on uh, to my fan book page, if you haven't done so already, be sure you hit the like page button and that will keep you informed on this show as well as other shows. What you're going to, I usually post who the guest is, what my upcoming topic is, any links or referrals. Um, so let's say you're driving in the car and you didn't quite catch it. You can always go to the fan book page. What was Linda talking about? What city was she talking about? What destination? What location? What product? What service? All of that kind of stuff is going to be on the Facebook 
Facebook fan book page. So for those of you who missed last week's show, we had a great guest on last week. Her name was uh, Lucia, and she was the cougar expert. If you're, uh, And the topic of the day was, what are you wondering about cougars? If you did happen to miss the show, you can uh, also, in addition to listening the show, listening to the show live. You can listen to the show on demand and see all of our archived shows. So you would go to kcaaradio.com, kcaaradio.com forward slash advocate, and that will pull up all of the previous shows. Um, Anyway, at the the moment, let's uh, introduce briefly our guest. Um, Again, let's give a warm welcome to Michael Hack, who is today's uh, bourbon expert. Thank Thank you, you, Michael, Michael, for for joining us. Thank you, Linda. It's great to be here on uh, Men's Advocate with Linda Gross. Uh, I don't know how well we can follow up a cougar, but I'm going to give it my best. (laughs) Well, she's an expert in that area, and you're the expert in this area. All right. Um, Don, would you cue one, please? Dyer. They've got a bartender. Look mad. Calm down here. So what you want? So for those of you who are listening, um, the name of that song was One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to have you call in and tell us what your favorite bourbon, scotch, or beer is. That number to call in is 888-909-1050, 888-909-1050. Um, you can tell us uh, your comments or questions about bourbon. Um, we would love to hear from you. And actually, before we get started, I think we do have a caller on the line. Gene, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Gene. Tell us what city you're from. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, there you go. Wow, welcome. How can we help you today? Uh, well, uh, first of all, my favorite bourbon is Four Roses Single Barrel. Well, and Gene, first of all, my question is, how do you? How are you all the way from Kentucky and calling California? I think it's great that you're doing that. Uh, well, I moved here from Texas, and then a friend of mine that moved here from California told me about the radio show. And talking about bourbon, so I thought, well, yeah, I'd like to learn more. Great, we'll stick around. I'm, I will. I'm and, really and by glad the way, that I'm you like a four roses. In fact, we're starting to um, we're going to have a little tasting here of a side by side of uh, a four roses single barrel. So you're listening to the right show today. Well, I'll I'll listen and I'll sip my four roses while I'm listening. Do you have a question? Yes. Uh, what ingredients go into making bourbon? That's a good question. It's one we should know right off the top. Uh, and, I, and I'll back up a little bit by talking about just briefly scotch and the other whiskeys of the world. Uh, but uh, because they use typically one grain, that's barley. Bourbon uses three grains, it uses corn, rye and barley, or corn, wheat and barley. For instance, I'll just uh, to talk about Maker's Mark for a moment, it uses wheat, which is a little bit of a sweeter taste. That's t- typically what people tend to like out of bourbon, but most bourbon is made out of corn, rye, and barley with a, at least 51% corn, and usually it's around 75% corn, and that gives you that corn sweetness. So that's a good question, Gene. Uh, one more, if you don't mind. Go sure. ahead. Is bourbon made only in the United States? That's correct. To be called bourbon by law, it has to be made in the United States. Now, it does not have to be made in Kentucky. A lot of people think that. And there are different distilleries around, but 90 to 95% of all bourbon is made in Kentucky and should be, in my opinion. Yes, it should. Uh, 
<laughs> but because uh, you're there in Kentucky, I understand. Uh, but yes, to be an American bourbon and be called bourbon, it has to be made in the United States. Scotch has to be made in Scotland. Irish whiskey has to be made in Ireland. And Canadian whiskey has to be made in Canada. Well, but bourbon whiskey is our only is our Americans' uh, native spirit. And one wow. more little quick fact, Gene, to the listeners out there. Uh, in 1964, there was an act of Congress that declared bourbon as America's native spirit. Ah, well, as it should be. Yep, Thanks. yep. Uh, like France might uh, declare wine as theirs or Russia vodka. Well, America's native spirit is bourbon whiskey. Not just whiskey, bourbon whiskey. Well, that's great. Thank you. Sure. Thank you for calling, Gene. I'll be listening. Thank you, Gene. I appreciate that. Pass the word. All right. Uh, Michael, um, you were saying, is there, a, is there a significance as to where the bourbon is made? I mean, can it be made anywhere in the United States? Can it be made overseas, in France? Like, what is the significance of the location? Well, uh, bourbon, to be called bourbon, it's because it's one of our highest regulated products in the United States. To be called bourbon, it has to be made in the United States. Uh, it can be made elsewhere, but you can't call it bourbon. <laughs> there's uh, some bourbon made in Colorado. There's bourbon made even in Texas. There's bourbon made around. They're very small distilleries, uh, but primarily it's made out of Kentucky just because they've been around and been doing it for so long. And it takes so long to make bourbon because you have to age it, of course. And uh, so that's why, you know, those established distilleries are the primary producers of bourbon. But to answer your question, yes, it has to be made in uh, the United States in order to be called bourbon. You can call it something else, but not bourbon. So it can be made anywhere in the United States and be called bourbon. That's correct. That's gotcha. correct. Not just in Kentucky. Gotcha. All right. Michael, it looks like we have a, uh, another guest on the line. Um, let's take a call from Patrick. Uh, Patrick, are you there? Yes, hi. How are you? Hi, Patrick. Speak up into your microphone, please. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to share my favorite beer, which is... Well, you know, Patrick said too much of something. And I don't think it's a comedy class. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Patrick, for calling. All right, then. Um, and are there different types of uh, recipes, shall we say, uh, with regard to bourbon? You know how in the craft beer industry there are so many recipes, so many different classifications. You've got your, your English ales. You've got your IPAs. Are there different Types of recipes that would designate one bourbon from one bourbon category from another. Well, sure, um, it's not really bourbon categories, but um, there are recipes. But the recipe has to fall within those three grains of corn, rye, and barley, or corn, wheat, and barley. And those are the recipes. Now, those recipes can be adjusted where you use 75% corn in one, use 60% corn in the other. To be called bourbon, it also has to be at least 51% corn, with the balance being the uh, other two grains. Um, the, the primarily way that, that distillers control the flavor of a bourbon uh, is through barrel aging and through proof. The higher the proof, that's more flavor. Uh, not just because it's higher in alcohol content, which it is, but... It's sort of like diluting your orange juice. If you put water in your orange juice, it doesn't taste as good. You'd use it straight, it tastes better. And that's kind of what a bourbon is. And the way they d d determine the proof, which is equals flavor, is that they add water. That's the only thing they can add to be called bourbon. You can only add water. You can't add flavor or color. Uh, so to add water, they can proof it down. It comes out of the barrel about 126 proof. They add water to bring it down to 100 or 90. And that controls flavor, color, and marketing, distribution. They get more for their, for their buck. Uh, another way to control the taste, the only other way, is through barrel aging. So the older, usually the older uh, the uh, spirit in the barrel, the more it tastes because it gets the barrel flavor. So uh, it's not exactly like beer. It's not like brewing. It's not like cooking. Uh, uh, they, but although they cook the grains and then they distill it, but they can't add a lot. Uh, bourbon is very pure. It's a very pure product. Gotcha. Thank you very much. All right. So let's um, step away for just a, a brief moment, pay some bills, and we'll be right back at you. You're, if you just turned in, 
tuned in. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Um, we are speaking to our bourbon expert, Michael Hack. See you, see you back in a couple minutes. Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done the research by interviewing 20,000 men. Reap the benefits. Go to themensadvocate.com slash coaching and you'll be on your way. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name, hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchases required. Just start with this link each time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. And welcome back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're listening to my bourbon expert, Michael Hack. Um, board up, can we uh, Q2, please? Thank you. But there ain't enough bourbon in Kentucky for me to forget you. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We're on with my bourbon expert, Michael Hack. Um, Michael, let's take it away. It seems like some of these, these bourbon, bourbon songs, songs. Uh, you kind of, you know, the, 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 your girl, your woman left you and you've got to like cry in your beer or like beer's not strong enough. So therefore you have to go to bourbon. Is there a time and a place to have bourbon or is it only meant for like That's severe, severe trauma, trauma? <laughs> or, or can, can you, you have... have- no, you know, like uh, I think it was W.C. Fields said, uh, he only drinks whiskey when he gets a snake bite and he always carries a snake with him. So, <laughs> so uh, no, there's not, no bad time to have it, except maybe before noon. <laughs> but, uh, but the, you know, uh, it's, it's all about moderation and it's all about drinking it uh, uh, properly. And that's what I really wanted to talk about today. You know, there, there's a way to drink it and the way to enjoy it. You can enjoy it at nine o'clock in the morning. You know, just, you don't drink a bottle, but it's just a flavor. It's a taste. And what we're doing today is a tasting. We're not doing a drinking. <laughs> so, and there is a big difference because when we taste, we use our mind. We think about what we're tasting. You know, like when you have a cigar, you're not smoking cigarettes, you're smoking a cigar. You're thinking about the cigar. You're thinking about the, the moment that you're having that cigar. So in a bourbon tasting, which is what we're doing and what I really want to promote, is that uh, even if we're sitting alone and having a drink by ourselves, we should be tasting it and not just drinking it. And you think about it. You nose it. You look at the color. Now, I don't want to get too crazy and heady about it because you want to enjoy it. But that is part of the enjoyment, understanding how to drink it becomes even a larger enjoyment than just drinking the alcohol. Gotcha. I, I take from that to mean that bourbon tasting is, or bourbon sipping is almost like having a cigar, that you're really there to create a moment. Not that you're guzzling it down, like trying to, you know, you just worked out, you're guzzling down 20 ounces of water. It's not a 
guzzling adventure. It's more of creating a moment. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. It's a, it's a sip, not a drink. And, you know, you always say they sit on their back porch in Kentucky and they sip their bourbon. Well, you know, you take a long time to have it. And there's two things about that. You enjoy it more. You think about it. Even if you're not thinking hard about it, you're enjoying it because you're sipping it. Just like you would sip a cigar. You don't just smoke heavily on a cigar. Right. Uh, you just sip that smoke out of the cigar. Well, same way with the, uh, with the bourbon. So uh, also when you uh, sip a bourbon, it lasts longer. And your body can absorb about one drink per hour. And you don't feel these weird effects, you know, any, any kind of, uh, you know, overly drunk effects. So if you can have a drink an hour, that's great. And you sip it. That's how you have that. And can I talk a little bit about the comparison between beer and wine and, and bourbon? Just real quick, uh, without getting bringing too many numbers in it and boring anyone, just so we'll know, uh, you know, everyone says, ooh, hard liquor. It's, um, you know, it's, it, it hits me more than it does anything else. Well, that's not really true because uh, a standard drink, this is like government regulation thing. The standard drink is 12 ounces of beer. A standard glass of wine is five ounces of wine. And a standard of, uh, drink of alcohol, uh, of um, spirits, which is uh, bourbon or uh, vodka or gin, one of those distilled spirits, is an ounce and a half. Now, all of those 12 ounces, five ounces, ounce and a half contain the same amount of alcohol. It's, it's 0.6 of fluid ounces of alcohol. It's just say a half ounce of alcohol is what all of those drinks in, uh, at that uh, amount uh, include. Uh, and a lot of people don't believe that, but it's true. But it's because uh, a beer takes a little longer to drink than, say, an ounce and a half of, of whiskey. So the, so the apparent effects are that we get drunker quicker because we're on, on, alcohol, on the whiskey than we do on beer, for instance. But I'm sure everyone out there has seen a lot of people that can drink a lot of beer and get pretty wasted. But wasted is not what we want to do. You know, we just want to enjoy the drink no matter what we're drinking, beer, wine, or, or whiskey. But all those that I just uh, laid out there contain the same amount of alcohol. Would you say it's a concentration issue that, that, that uh, a shot of, of bourbon or scotch or a distilled spirit is more concentrated than, say, the beer or wine? And that's why it seems to be, uh, you know, make, make the person inebriated faster? Uh, well, it's not really more concentrated. They all still contain about a half fluid ounce of alcohol. But the, the beer is spread out over 12 ounces and the wine is spread out over five ounces, whereas it feels concentrated because we're drinking an ounce and a half of a spirit. So, um, and we sip that quicker. We drink that quicker, more quickly. But if we all just sipped our wine, sipped our beer, and sipped our uh, bourbon over one hour period, we'd feel about the same effect. Gotcha. By the way, those of you who are on the road and are listening live, um, I want to caution you to uh, drink responsibly. Please don't drink and drive. Um, please wait till you get home uh, to to enjoy a, a spirit or, or wine or beer or whatever your method of choice is. So don't drink and drive. We'll wait till you get home. All right. Um, we're talking to uh, Michael Hack, if you would like to join in and ask your questions about bourbon or give us a comment or a story about bourbon, uh, we are here for you. Our call-in number is 888-909-1050, 888-909-1050. Michael, what is the difference between bourbon and whiskey? We see It seems like we hear these names interchangeably. Is that so? Is all bourbon whiskey or it, conversely, is all whiskey bourbon? Well, uh, all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. So uh, uh, bourbon uh, is called bourbon and it's defined a certain way. And a lot of what we've talked about previously with the three grains and the aging and that sort of thing. Um, maybe when we come back, uh, we can talk more about that but um, from the break. But uh, bourbon and whiskey are the same but different. Scotch is whiskey, but not all whiskey is scotch. The same sort of thing. Uh, just real quickly, bourbon has to be at least 51% corn, has to be in new charred oak barrels. And we can talk about that later too. There's a history yes. about that. And uh, it has to be at least two years old. 
but most of it is four years and up. And most of the good bourbon is mature at about eight years old to 10 years old. Awesome. That sounds great. Um, yeah, we have, we have a minute before we break. So uh, the bourbon name itself, where does that name come from? Well, that whole region in Kentucky was founded by the French. So there's a Bourbon County, or Bourbon County there in Kentucky. Um, and Louisville was named after King Louis. It was founded also by the French. So that whole region up there, uh, there is a port back in the 1700s when bourbon was really starting to be made in the United States and exported, when I say exported, sent down the river to the various locations in the United States. Um, it came out of the port of bourbon. And uh, that... Uh, uh, port uh, had a lot of river activity and a lot of, you know, sending bourbon down, especially, say, out to the west. So what they would do would char the barrels, and that would the barrels were there just to transport the bourbon. And barrels were used uh, within a lot of industries to just as containers. Uh, and they're barrel shaped so they could roll them up and down the ships. And that, rather than in a wooden box, all their material, whether it be pickles or nails or fish or whatever it was, was put in a barrel. So the bourbon industry, or the whiskey industry, I should say at that time, they would char the barrel. Under, they put it under hay or straw and they would char the inside and let it burn a little bit to burn off the fish smell or the pickle smell or whatever it is. And then they reuse that barrel to put their whiskey in. Now, they expected just to transport that whiskey. Well, by the time it got out to the West, which was by river and by horses, and by the time it got out here, uh, that uh, whiskey had aged, had a nice color, had a nice flavor, picked up a lot of great things, and there was a, a difference. You could tell a difference. So uh, the, uh, the uh, guys out here, the women out here even that would uh, uh, ask for a whiskey, they'd say, give me some of that bourbon whiskey. Don't just give me a regular whiskey. I want that bourbon whiskey. And that mean, they mean that bourbon that came out of Bourbon County. That was the only way they could distinguish it. So it got its name primarily from that kind of thing. They just started using the idea that bourbon whiskey was a better whiskey. And uh, it just, uh, that's our American history. Because it had mellowed and had, had time to age. Picked up the barrel flavors. And barreling is, is the most important ingredient in bourbon. Let's talk about that when we return. You're on with uh, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, along with my guest, Michael Hack. We'll see you in a minute. Hey, guys. Want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done the research by interviewing 20,000 men. Reap the benefits. Go to themensadvocate.com slash coaching and you'll be on your way. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name, hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchases required. Just start with this link each time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Well, hello. You're listening to The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with my bourbon expert, Michael Hack. Let's Q3, please. Hi, it's me. Just wanted to let you know that I'll be over tomorrow night to get the rest of my things. I let myself in and moved it to you on the counter when I'm done. Uh, I'll lock up behind me. I'm sorry. I hope you have a good night. End of message. <laughs> Shaking like the devil when she lets me go Got a new place and how it's so much better Falling over myself, the television's on I turn it off and smile Oh, Jennifer You know I always try 
Welcome back. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with my bourbon expert, Michael Hack. And we've decided, Michael and I, that you don't have to be crying in your bourbon because your woman left you. I think I better make that a topic soon on a future show. <laughs> you, bourbon, bourbon is, is to, to be enjoyed, enjoyed anytime and, and for, for any, any good, good, good reason. reason. I, I hope, hope you're, you're celebrating, celebrating and enjoying enjoy. life. And uh, we'll take a moment to sip some bourbon. So let's start with, uh, Michael, you were telling me a little, a little bit, bit about, about the glasses. glasses. So, so why, why is the glass important in a bourbon tasting? Well, I think glassware is important uh, in any kind of drink. And, you know, glasses don't just end up the way they look to look pretty. Uh, most glasses are served by bartenders at, at good bars, uh, and they have a specific shape because they create a, a specific effect for that, that drink. A lot of uh, champagne flutes are long and tall because of the bubbles aspect of that, uh, and, it, and it helps release that. Um, bourbon and brandy, uh, I'll use that since I don't have a picture to hold up for you, but I'll try to paint a picture here. Uh, you, know, you know what a brandy snifter looks like. It has a small... Uh, I'm, a top on it. It, it, it goes out into a large, uh, wider bulb and has a short foot. Um, now, that large uh, area, you usually uh, pour the bourbon or the spirit up to that large fat area of the glass, and that gives you the widest exposure to oxygen. And then it tapers in so that the fumes will create like a little chimney, and you can nose it that way and the, uh, uh, the uh, spirit will aerate with the large, like a, like a wine. And in fact, a red wine glass has a larger bulb on it than it does a white wine glass because it needs to, to air out a little bit. So uh, a bourbon tasting glass, which we have in front of us here, Linda, I see them, I see them, and a couple of them have some, some whiskey in here, uh, good bourbon whiskey. Uh, it, it's a tulip-shaped glass. It has a larger bulb, and it, and it goes up into that chimney I was talking about, a little more severely than in a, a brandy snifter. But uh, the idea is that the, uh, that shape of that glass allows you to evaluate the whiskey, the color, the nose, and the taste. And that's what a good tasting glass does. But glassware is very important. You have a wide open top on a glass. That's a rocks glass because it serves a big purpose. You have to have the rocks in there. So, you know, every glass has its shape and its purpose. That sounds great, Michael. Uh, for those of you who can't see who are at home, I am going to po post this glass uh, on the Facebook website, on, on the Facebook fan page. But basically, it looks like a brandy snifter, same shape as that, but the top one inch of it is a cylinder. And that's the chimney part that Michael was talking about. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a pure uh, cylinder to trap the smells and the aroma and the flavors. Um, so you're going to get a, a, a nose impression actually ahead of you're actually uh, tasting it on your tongue. So I'll post that a bit, little bit later so you can see uh, what that is. Um, also, uh, Michael, would you speak to, uh, we understand that bourbon starts out clear. So how does, it's a distilled spirit, correct? And so how does it get from its clear state to now it has that rich golden uh, bourbon color? That golden goodness? Uh, uh, well, as I mentioned earlier, the barrel is the most important part of the bourbon process. Um, it does. Uh, I mean, uh, all spirit is distilled clear. Vodka, of course, and gin. Um, anything that's distilled is distilled clear because the distillate is actually sort of the vapors coming off of the cooked grains. So, and, and look at Moonshine. I know a lot of people have seen the Moonshiners, the, uh, the TV show. Um, and you see those guys that they, they distill. You can distill anything that, that really turns and ferments into sugars. Uh, so that's why the three grains of corn, rye, and barley work so well. But it comes out clear, goes into the barrel, and the barrel aging, all of the sugars through that charred barrel over the years come into the uh, the spirit and they turn it brown so there's no color if you be called bourbon you can't add color um and you can't add flavor uh real quickly uh, there are those uh whiskeys that they do add color and they do add flavor i'm sorry canada and 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 i heard uh, sometimes uh 
uh, Jim Beam, I mean, not, I'm sorry, not Jim Beam, but I can name this, uh, Jack Daniels, add a little color. And they can because they're called Tennessee whiskey, not bourbon. And we'll talk about Tennessee whiskey and how that's different later. But a bourbon cannot add color, cannot add flavor. It all gets it from the barrel. It goes in clear, comes out that beautiful brown. That sounds wonderful. Delicious. All right. Uh, let's see if we can go for our first tasting. We're going to do what's called a vertical tasting. Now, what that means is we have one distillery. In this case, our, our test run is with Four Roses uh, Distillery. And we're going to take the same exact uh, uh, distillation, but but compare it over many years, over four and a half years. Actually, the last year has two different products. They were both uh, distilled in 2015, but we, we have one uh, sample that is from one barrel, and another sample, correct me if I'm wrong, is from another barrel. So let's see what number, number one, one tastes, tastes like, like and, and that, that would be... be uh, 2012. Okay, and let me say this real quickly. What we're tasting is single-barrel bourbon which means it came from a single barrel. And that single barrel yields about 200, 250 bottles. So that's all it does. So this is from one barrel. So that's why we can do this side by side or this vertical, because they are from single barrel uh, whiskey, whereas other whiskeys are blended and married actually gotcha. together. And so, but this is not, it's from a single barrel. So we can do a nice uh, comparison. Well, Linda, so what should we do? Now, I wish our listeners at home could be here uh, to taste this, but I'm glad they're not because there's more for us. <laughs> I, think, I think what I'll do in the, in the near future, um, when we get more listeners going, I think we will have listener parties and we will do events like this live. And maybe we'll do beer tastings or maybe we'll do wine tastings or in this case will be beer tastings and we'll pick a venue that's in the uh, close to you guys in the Inland Empire and you guys can come visit and party. So wouldn't, wouldn't that, that be great? great? You're lucky to have Linda Gross on your side. <laughs> Let me tell you. All right. So, so I'm going to try to put the mic up close to this. Give me one sec. So, Linda, uh, I think we just poured a little bit. Let's see. Oh, yeah. There you are. I hope, the oh, every, I hope everybody heard that because that's, that's the moment that happens right before you sip it. Now, the way we evaluate, once again, we're looking at it right now. I wish you guys could uh, see this, but what we're doing is looking at the color against some light. And you can evaluate it by color. Like you look at a, a one that's a bourbon that's aged less, it'll look kind of yellow. Uh, whereas this has a nice amber, even goes toward red uh, in the bottle there. And then we should nose it. We're nosing it. That, that chimney effect, effect really, really works. works. It really does. It concentrates it. First it burns your nose hairs. And then, <laughs> 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 then after that, then it settles down. And it's been sitting in the glass about 15 minutes, I'd say. So uh, as a rule of thumb, they say it should sit in the glass about one minute for every year it's in the barrel. So this is eight, uh, 10-year-old whiskey. It should sit there eight or 10 minutes. So, so don't, don't pour, pour it, it. Pour, pour it, it, drink, drink it right, it right away. away. Pour, pour it, it and, and then, then let, let it sit. And let it sit. Yeah. Okay, we're going to sip this. Mm. That quiet moment of radio that you can just mm. imagine what's happening. Now, mm -mm. when we notice, when we nose that, we did get some caramel. Uh, usually you get caramel first. You get um, a sweetness. You get a woody, a woody kind of, kind of smell. And as it coats your tongue, you pick up vanilla, some butterscotch maybe. The only thing that's really in the, the whiskey itself is the corn or grain or char or oak or a sooty or woody smell. But there, there's a, a, a vocabulary of apples, uh, a burnt sugar, cherry, uh, cinnamon. But those actually aren't in the whiskey. But that's what we perceive them to be in the whiskey. Mm. Am, I Am I tasting, tasting a... Burnt apricot, apricot smell, smell or sensation? Uh, yes. If, if, if you perceive it to be there, it's there. 
All right. Like like a person who's never had a, a burnt apricots in their life, they will never taste it because they don't know they don't have that reference. Right. But you know, so we uh, depending on our experiences in life, that's what makes us a great spirit. Depending on our experiences in life, that's what we bring to it as we taste this stuff. I'm, I'm tasting, tasting like, like a like, like an, an app, like, like an, an apple, apple pie or mm-hmm. an apricot, mm-hmm. one of those uh, fruit pies. That have burnt. <laughs> so, so you get that nose. Well, that's interesting. Now, now that's your. See, I'm getting more vanilla. Now, there's no wrong answer, too. By the way, it's whatever you perceive it to be. So, your experiences, you probably like those kind of fruit, kind of flavors in life. So, you're you're getting it in your bourbon. Yes, I do, and and I also do taste like a burnt sugary, a burnt caramel kind of flavor, which is also very parallel to fruit apple pies. Well, mm, yes, okay, I just had to have one more nose of it. For me, half of the enjoyment of enjoying a good bourbon is the nosing of it. Yeah. That's part of the enjoyment. Especially Especially with with these glasses. glasses. (laughs) All right, Michael, let's uh, talk briefly about the barrels, because you said the barrel is a very important ingredient, not only ingredient-wise, because it imparts flavor, but tell us the purpose and the value and the importance of the barrel. Well, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the you to be called a bourbon, it has to be in new charred oak barrels. It can't be in used barrels. Uh, scotch ages their barrels in used barrels. If you look at a scotch bottle, You'll, I mean, you look at the, uh, the scotch, there's, it has a very yellow color as opposed to bourbon, which has an amber or even red color. And that's because they reuse their barrels. So it doesn't have as much barrel activity because they reuse them. Uh, bourbon has to be used once. In fact, some um, scotch is aged in used bourbon barrels. After they use them, after they uh, uh, age their bourbon, they can't do anything with it. They dismantle it, they send it over to Scotland, and Scotland puts it back together and uses it. So barrel activity is very important in all whiskey, but especially in bourbon whiskey. And uh, whereas Scotch whiskey needs to be mature, probably 18 years, 12 to 18 years to be a really good mature uh, whiskey, and even more, it goes up to 23, 25, whatever it is, because it needs that age to get more barrel activity. Whereas bourbon can be mature from 8 to 10 years because it's new barrels. It's like chewing someone else's chewing gum. First person gets all the sugars. Second person has to chew harder. And scotch is that. Uh, can, I, can I talk quickly also about Canadian whiskey? Just sure. Be, because there's, there's differences in all these. Um, Canadian whiskey, it really got its foothold in uh, our market and as a whiskey during Prohibition, which ended in 1933. Because they were able to, the day Prohibition ended, they were able to sell their whiskey and imported into America. Whereas when Prohibition ended in 33, we had to wait five, six, seven, eight, ten years before we could sell our whiskey because we have to age it, whereas they were aging it all along. So Canadian whiskey... They, Canada didn't have a Prohibition. Is that true? So they were able to continuously make, make their liqueurs and spirits. That's correct. That's why there was a lot of... In fact, that whole mobster thing uh, was created because of Prohibition. And they were, you know, trading liquor, and it was coming down from Canada, and they were doing a lot of illegal stuff. So they became organized, and there's your organized crime. It really came directly out of Prohibition. Awesome. All right. Let's take a quick station ID. You're currently listening to The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with my guest, Michael Hack. If you would like to give us a call um, after the break, that phone number is 888-909-1050, 888-909-1050. See you in a moment. Hey, guys. Want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done the research by interviewing 20,000 men. Reap the benefits. Go to themensadvocate.com slash coaching and you'll be on your way. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name, hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchases required. Just start with this link each time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with my guest, Michael Hack, who is a bourbon expert. We would love for you to call in, either uh, ask your question or tell us what your favorite bourbon is or your favorite bourbon story or experience. Call us now at 888-909-1050, 888-909-1050. If you can't call, you can also use a post on my Facebook fan page, which is the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Just send me a private message or uh, post it right there on the wall. So a um, little interesting fact, uh, Michael, I was just reading that Kentucky makes up 95% of the bourbon made in the entire world. What do you think about that? I think that's great. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> but, uh, but they've been around in Kentucky for a very long time. In fact, I have an interesting fact uh, here uh, that there are more barrels of bourbon aging in Kentucky than there are people in Kentucky. Wow. Yep. There are like 4.7 million barrels and there are 3.3 million people in Kentucky. So uh, most of it is done there, and it's it, there's a, a beautiful trail. We have the wine country here where we can we can tour. There's a bourbon trail, and they and you drive around that beautiful countryside in Kentucky, and you can go from distillery to distillery, and you can see all those aging warehouses on the hillside. And so there's plenty of room there, and uh, and they do they make it all there. I don't know how they do it, but they do it, and they do it for the world, and and the world likes our American whiskey. The French must be very mad at us. <laughs> That's all I can say. Now, what would you like for me to taste next? What's next, next on, on the agenda? agenda? Well, what I want to quickly talk about, it's part of this tasting. Now, Linda's been tasting the, and she's tasted uh, bourbon before, and she's tasting it now today. And uh, she has a definite understanding, is that right, Linda, yes. about what bourbon tastes like? Well, I'm going to introduce something now, which is, uh, it's not uh, new, but it's called Tennessee whiskey. There are a lot of people that don't know what Tennessee whiskey is, how it's opposed to bourbon. Uh, Tennessee whiskey is made the same as bourbon, has corn, rye, and barley in it, but they filter it through a maple charcoal filtering. Mm. And they call it Tennessee whiskey. They don't call it bourbon whiskey because that filtering adds something. So they, by law, they can't call it bourbon. But I think marketing-wise, they wouldn't want to call it bourbon. They want their own special Tennessee whiskey. Now, we know that Tennessee whiskey is Jack Daniels. But there's also another one called Dickel, and this is a this is a something I'd, Linda I'd like for you to taste. And this is a Tennessee whiskey, and it's not bourbon whiskey. Made the same, has a little bit of a difference. So I just want you to maybe tell me if you. This is 103 proof, by the way, and it's nine years old. Now those two things should add a lot of flavor. Gotcha. So now that you knows that for me, Linda's nosing it right now. It has the same kind of color. Color's the same. It's really virtually the same ingredients. It has a, it has a much, much milder, milder nose. nose. A milder nose. Yes. Okay, no, nose it a little deeper and see if you if there's like if there's something in there. Does it does it ta does it smell musty? Does it smell, smell bananas? Does it smell anything different than bourbon? Which has kind of a sweet, almost maple sugar smell. I'm not, I'm not getting, getting that, that note. Okay. I'll take okay. word for it. No, no, no. It's whatever <laughs> you perceive. It may not be there. May not be there. Bourbon changes, by the way, with each experience, each time you have it. Depends on what your mind is doing. Right. Now, why don't you go ahead and take a sip? There she goes. I'm watching. Now, you kind of have in your mind what bourbon tastes like. Any thoughts about that? Is there a difference? I like this one. It is a little different. I don't know if it, I would use the word filtered or cleaner or th there is a little bit of difference to it. Now, you had you detected a fruitier thing before. Yes. Is this a less fruity kind of thing? To me, to my nose, yes, it's less fruity. Yes. Does it come across as more of a whiskey taste? Yes. Yes. Do you like it? I do I like, like it. it. It's quite a bit different, but I do, I do like it. It's, well, I, I'm, I'm sensing less of the sugar, less of the fruit. It's, it's a cleaner taste, but still it has a lot of bo body and a lot of character to it. Well, it, that's 103 proof, too, which is a lot of that robust uh, flavor you're tasting. And it's nine years old, which has a lot of barrel in it. Okay. So that's and the other, the other proof, proof uh, from the first uh, barrel that we're, we were tasting, what was that? From that single barrel, Four Roses, that's 100 proof. So, so this, this has higher proof, which you were saying earlier, is usually adds more to the character and the flavor 
uh, of the uh, spirit. Yes, and they're both about nine years old, so that's that remains the same. But uh, a lot of people like Jack Daniels. A lot of people can't stand Jack Daniels, and this is called Dickel. This is a, a hand-selected uh, barrel, a, a single barrel. And Dickel is the other Tennessee whiskey. Now, there may be one or two other distilleries that distill, but these are the two major Tennessee whiskey distilleries. So you're tasting something pretty special there. Uh, there aren't too many of those in California. Maybe our friends outside of California, uh, this was gotten in Tennessee. And this is uh, 103 proof, nine years old. The standard Dickel is not that. It's a, a, a lower proof, not as old. Uh, but you can find that around. But this is a special dickel, so gotcha. I'm so glad to see that you have a special dickel there in your hand. <laughs> I have quite a dickel in my hand. <laughs> I want to ask you, I, I see this uh, phrase on, on etched on bottles a lot. Not sure what it means. While I take my uh, second sip of this lovely dickel, what does the term handcrafted mean, and as opposed to what? Are some bourbons not handcrafted? I see that your Dickel bo bottle does have that. Well, uh, you know, a lot of that is marketing, uh, really. Uh, there are certain things that have to be on a bottle of bourbon. If it's less than uh, uh, two years old, it has to be, uh, they have to say that, uh, and put it on there and they also have to put the proof and they have to put the age. they don't have to put the age on there there are a lot of them that have the age statement but they don't have to put that on there uh but the hand selected uh single barrel that's all kind of marketing terms at this point so um everything's handmade about bourbon i mean they do have the the more contemporary distills uh, that where they make it uh, distill the stuff but um and that's run electronically and with computers, but that's just for measurement. But it's made the same way now as it was 200 years ago. And there's hardly any way to do it differently. Uh, you just can't. It's a handmade product. It's from the United States of America, and it's great. Gotcha. I wanted to quickly say that if you can't get enough of me, you want an additional half hour of me. I'm also seen, I'm also heard and seen on the Poor Man Show, which is, Poor Man Show is every day, Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm usually on at 2.30 on Wednesdays, just ahead of our show here. So catch me on the Poor Man Show next Wednesday at 2.30 Pacific Standard Time, or that would be 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. I also want to thank my board op, Di, who so graciously edited all the audio clips that you heard today. I'll be posting those songs uh, on my Facebook fan page. And also, they tell me that we have another caller on the line. Caller, uh, are you there? What is your name? And please state your city. Caller, are you there? Yes. Hi, this is Bruce from Silver Lake. Hi, Bruce from Silver Lake. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you and Michael doing? Awesome. How did you find our show? Um, just wandered across it, but I love bourbon, so um, it, it, it attracted me. Thank you so much. Do you have a question or comment for Michael? Uh, I do. I have a question regarding, um, regarding mixing. Uh, bourbon. Um, is it better to drink it straight or mix it? I know in, with scotches, it's usually water, uh, uh, soda. But ice, no bourbons, ice, that you, kind of thing. Uh, but with bourbons, you get all of these different mixes. Why, why is that? Well, Bruce, uh, I'm glad you called, Bruce from Silver Lake. Uh, you know, it, people should be able to drink their bourbon like they want to drink it. I mean, I think the best way to evaluate a bourbon is drinking it neat. A lot of people like it on the rocks, which dilutes it. A lot of people drink it with that dreaded cola, which they shouldn't, in my opinion, uh, but that's the way they enjoy it. So everybody should drink it the way they enjoy it. Uh, always adding a little water, a little bourbon and branch wouldn't, wouldn't hurt a bit. It opens it up, just like uh, letting it air out a little bit opens it up. But... Uh, that, that's the way I enjoy bourbon. And thanks for calling, Bruce. Hey. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Michael Hack. If you would like to contact him, you can do so at bourbontasting at gmail.com. Bourbontasting at gmail.com. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you on next week's show, uh, Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific.
This is KCAA Loma Linda, the station that leaves no listener behind. CNBC News is next, a courtesy of BuySellMakeOffer.com, where you can post a video about items you have for sale. Sign up now. It's free. That's what the Federal Trade Commission says the apostles.